0: You're entering the Wind Tunnel, your home for real motorsports conversation. No spin, no bull, just jack. Wind Tunnel is brought to you by Advance Auto Parts, the official auto parts retailer of NASCAR.
1: Here's your host, Jack Aroot. Welcome. To another episode of my Wind Tunnel podcast series. Now, your regular listeners know that this week was scheduled as a championship celebration here for the 2022 NTT IndyCar champion, the Series Rookie of the Year, and the Indy Lights champ. But breaking news on the NASCAR front this past Tuesday has forced a postponement of that celebration here. Instead, We have to focus our attention on a press announcement that was made this past Tuesday involving two-time cup champion, Kyle Busch.
2: This is probably one of the biggest days of my life, of my career, and I'm excited to tell you about my future. So now for the moment you all couldn't wait for, I'm excited to announce that I'll be taking my talents to welcome North Carolina to drive the number eight car for Richard Childress Racing starting in 2023. I'd like to introduce you to my new boss. Richard Childress.
1: It was a soap opera that had been percolating for several months. In fact, speculation started as an undercurrent when longtime Bush and JGR partner Eminem Mars announced last season that this would be their final season in NASCAR. For Richard Childress, Kyle Bush's new car owner, it was a marriage that recalls the glory days of RCR.
3: When I was... Up there with Kyle and we first started talking and we talked about championships and we talked about winning races,
1: I looked at him in his eye and I seen that look in Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s eye that he's hungry, we're going to win. I'd seen that look before and just how he handles a car, the
0: car control, the way he drives a car and take no prisoner
3: attitude, That's the Dale Earnhardt style that I was accustomed to racing
1: with. And I think Kyle has that modern day style of racing that Dale Earnhardt had in his time. There remains a number of issues yet to be resolved, and many of them center around KBM Motorsports. My guests and I will try to unpack as much as we can in this episode. The guest list includes Jordan Bianchi of The Athletic, who's been well ahead of the pack as this move unfolded. NASCAR on Fox's Bob Pachris will join me and we will explore what Kyle Bush's move to RCR means for the sport as a whole. And Lenny Baticki will measure the impact if there is one upon the short track world from a KBM Kyle Busch Motorsports from a KBM Kyle Busch Motorsports angle. Before that, though, we need to fill you in on all of the action from this past weekend. So we'll start at Kansas, where NASCAR took their playoffs. The trucks ended their round of 10 playoff segment on Friday night. Field
4: two by two as they make the way into the trioval, and the green flag goes in the air. The Kansas Lottery 200 is underway. It's John Hunter Nemechek on the inside line to his outside. as Ty Majeski as they race to one. To the back straightaway, John Hunter has gone to the whip here in the last two, three laps or so. It is a dead heat. John Hunter Nemechek won stage number one. He's about to win
3: the second stage here as well. Fastest truck on the racetrack runs second. John Hunter Nemechek, who's had the dominant truck here tonight, trying to run down Carson Hosovar. It was 4.3 last lap down to 3.7 this lap. White flag is in the air. One lap to go.
4: It's Hosovar. Nemechek is on the move in turn one. How can he possibly hold him off?
0: Nemechek goes to the bottom. Hosovar can do nothing about it. John Hunter Nemechek drives underneath him. Nemechek to the lead on the final lap. Here they come out of two. Hosovar doing everything he possibly can, but it's too late. John Hunter Nemechek
3: makes the pass dives it into turn number three, looking for the checkered flag. And Josavar may be out of fuel. We'll have to find out how they finish. He's trying to get into the playoffs. John Hunter Nemechek off four. Checkered flag flies and he will win the Kansas Lottery 200. We came in here really good points wise and um,
5: it it played out in our favor to go get some more playoff points going into the next round. So um, puts us in a good spot. We have some momentum on our side going into Bristol and uh, I think this one is even sweeter. It's been a really tough week for myself mentally, uh, emotionally, um, and things that you can't control. But uh, it, it feels good to
1: come out here and cap it off with a win and um, show uh, who I am. So, It was a gamble for Josevar, but that pass by Nemechek cost the 19-year-old automatic advancement, and Josevar missed the cut line by a mere three points. In addition to Carson not advancing, three-time truck champ Matt Crafton also failed to advance to the round of eight, which, by the way, starts this Thursday night at the last great Coliseum, Bristol Raceway. Saturday belonged to the Xfinity cars, who have yet to enter the playoffs. And rain played an eventual role in the outcome when the race was halted at the end of stage two
3: good crowd on hand here today at the kansas speedway it is race number 25 for the nascar xfinity series and the green flag is in the air and we're underway ty gibbs on the outside pole sitter brandon jones on the inside two by two they race to one and as he makes his way
4: back to the line although ty gibbs has won four times in his career on mile and a half race tracks Until now, he's never won a stage on a a mile-and-a-half track.
3: Ty Gibbs picks up the stage one win. Here comes Noah Gregson for the lead. Caution flag coming out on the racetrack, and I'm afraid to even think what it might be, Alex. It is for rain here at Kansas Speedway. Green flag
4: back in the air. Gregson on the gas. His teammate Allgaier to his left elbow will crowd him up the racetrack, racing to one. Ty Gibbs goes three wide to the outside. Not close enough to challenge Gregson into the lead. Off turn two. Off turn number four. Green and white checkered flag. Stage number two is over. Contact from the second and third place drivers. The stage is going to be won by Noah Gregson, but heavy body slamming action coming to the line between Justin Allgaier and Ty Gibbs.
3: NASCAR has made an
4: announcement. Alex Hayden. As it continues to rain hard here, it has been deemed official. We're just past stage number two. That makes it an official race. Noah Gregson has won the Kansas lottery
1: I felt like if it would have went green, we could have kept working on it, working on it. We had a pretty fast car there, but um, I'll take them any way we get them. On Sunday, after a tumultuous playoff race won in Darlington, the round of 16 took center stage. But for the second straight week, it turned out to be a non-playoff driver that stole the show.
4: Two laps to go for Bubba. Bubba stretched the lead out a little bit
3: right there. So Bubba can sit right here, I think, and just remain calm. Coming up on the white flag, one lap to go. A win a year ago
0: made history for Bubba Wallace. And now this car with Kurt Busch behind the wheel won earlier this year here at Kansas. Bubba Wallace looking for his second career win in the Cup Series, his final time through Bubba Wallace wins at Kansas team owner Denny Hamlin goes by to congratulate and Bubba Wallace becomes the 18th different winner in 2022. Man just uh,
6: so proud of this team. So proud of the effort that they put in uh, each and every week. Um, Just thankful for the opportunity right. Uh, I took this this jump from an from an idea two years ago from from a text from Denny you know before all even happened he
2: was he was ready to get the deal done and appreciate him appreciate MJ Curtis Gene every,
6: everybody on that side of things everybody at 2311 uh, men and women there they, they worked their tails off and um, just so proud pit, pit crew was awesome today we had one loose wheel and just uh, just thankful thanks for the opportunity
1: On NASCAR's Advance Auto Parts Weekly Series, tracks are nearing the end of their 2022 campaigns. And Lenny Baticki, host of At the Track on Performance Racing Network, filed this report.
0: Thanks a lot, Jack. This is your NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series Report. We'll start in California at Irwindale Speedway. Trevor Huddleston and Lenny White splitting the wins. Cole Holman wins at Kansas's Salina High Banks. While in North Carolina on Friday night at Wake County Speedway, Lane Riggs got that win. Then he would split the victories with Peyton Sellers at Dominion Raceway in Virginia. Langley Speedway, Brendan Queen and Greg Edwards also both splitting the victories. Jonathan Gomez wins at Magic Valley Speedway and Idaho, while Dalton Christiani parks it in Victory Lane at Meridian Rockford Speedway in Illinois to Matt Berger, Jacob Burns victorious at Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts, Berlin Raceway in Michigan, the race and the track championship to Evan Shotgo, Canada RPM Speedway to Steve Bernier, while Raphael Lassard wins at Autodrome Air, Riverhead Raceway in New York to Jack Hanley Jr., while Nema Lang back into Victory Lane at Washington's Evergreen Speedway. 17-year-old Owen Hump wins at Jennerstown, Pennsylvania while Grandview Speedway goes to Ron Herring Jr. and the track championship for Grandview, that's Craig Van Doren's. Sport Speedway in Tennessee crowned Chris Van Dyke their track champion after his 12th victory of the year. Monadnock Speedway in New Hampshire to Cole Littlewood. Travis Sykes wins at Claremont Motorsports Park. Hudson Speedway, Bob Williams and Gordon Farnham splitting the victories and at Lee USA. Joey Dwyer and Won the race, Archie St. Hilaire, the car owner of the Corvette Parts.net 32, and his driver, Brandon Barker, crown track champions. That's your NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series report. Thanks for
1: having us, Jack. We'll see you next time. In the IndyCar world, it was the tightest championship chase in IndyCar's last 20 years. Going into the Firestone Monterey Grand Prix, five drivers were still in the running. But at the drop of Laguna's checkered flag, there was the defending champion of the NTT IndyCar Series, capping his season with his very first victory of the year. Here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna
4: Seca, let's finish this 22 championship off. Erickson jumped out of line. Power gets a good clean start in the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Rossi on the inside in that pink and blue machine.
3: Alex Pillow, who just went by willpower for the lead of this race. Newgarden's been coming forward with a very fast race car, and we're not even near halfway, guys. He could absolutely be in the mix at the end of this thing. Oh, and it's not done goals. yet, Jeff. Here he comes again. Newgarden up the inside of awards teammate Rosenquist. Newgarden. Showing corkscrew moves like we haven't seen since Alex Zanardi. This has been an exceptional display from Alex Pillow. It's
4: Hello Pillow with the season finale.
5: <laughs> Strategy wasn't fine. And then, yeah, it's, it's good to finish a, a season with a win.
0: Chip Ganassi is right behind us. I saw him lean into the cockpit when you pulled into victory lane. Is this your last race in the 10 car? Might we see you back in this car next year?
5: Yeah, we the things are evolving good. So, yeah, we'll see um, what we can uh, tell. But, yeah, um, we're going to uh, enjoy the moment now, and we'll
1: see what happens. And on the championship side, Sunday belonged to a driver who journeyed from Australia almost two decades ago to pursue his dream. Riding
4: home. It has been a long time. 2014 was his first NTT IndyCar Series Championship. He is a long way from home, a long way from Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia. But Will Power joins some very famous names as a two-time NTT IndyCar Series Champion. Power has done it.
1: Oh man, it sounds surreal.
2: Honestly, it sounds surreal. I cannot thank you guys enough. It uh, was absolutely a team effort this year guys are absolutely flawless all year. I owe it to you to, to have just driven my heart out today, so thank you and congratulations, guys.
5: On Saturday, he passes Marley Andretti for the all-time pole wins. On Sunday, he wins a championship. Could you have planned out
3: a more perfect weekend than this, Will?
2: Uh, no, I, I couldn't have. Uh, let me tell you, in the offseason, my wife said to me, I believe you're going to beat mario's record and you're going to win the championship she said that to me and it actually gave me confidence that i could do it the fact that she said that that's how much uh confidence i have in her gut feel uh so she said those words and i just couldn't believe that that came true
1: so now that you're caught up on last weekend's activities and championship celebrations it's time for us to drill down into the announcement by kyle bush and i'll do that after this message hey car
7: lovers at Advance Auto Parts we have what you need to keep your car running all season long so if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride Advance Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap because you can trust the team at Advance Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price stop by Advance Auto Parts where you're always number one this is
3: how we advance. It's season
0: two of your source for racing across America. It's Jackaroot's Wind Tunnel.
2: I had to find a place where I knew I can go win races immediately. Um, collecting trophies is still the main reason why I get up every day and go to the racetrack in order to do this every week. I uh, also needed a place where I felt like I could hit reset and uh, I could be welcomed just as I am. This change will allow for a clean slate, and that's big for me and my family. A uh, new team, a new teammate, new teammates, most importantly, a new boss who accepts where I've been and yet can help me get to where I want to be. Every option I considered had a lot of its own advantages, and that's why it made it to be such a challenge. That's why it took a while, but at the end of the day, one team and one owner emerged as the clear choice.
0: Here's your Wind Tunnel host, Jack Aroo.
1: Well, those are the thoughts of Kyle Busch when he remarked about the change to joining Richard Childress Racing. And I'm joined by the athletics top writer when it comes to covering NASCAR, Jordan Bianchi. And uh, Jordan and I spend a little time uh, now and again filling in as uh, hosts and substitute hosts on Sirius XM Radio on the NASCAR channel. Jordan, what did you make of the announcement by Bush? It, it struck me. Is I was one of the 30,000 plus folks that uh, linked in on live stream, that it was a calm, almost, you know, refreshing, different Kyle Bush that was giving us the news about joining RCR.
6: Yeah, I thought the, the clip you aired really kind of summarized it best. Like, this is a reset for Kyle Busch. It's 15 years at, at Joe Gibbs Racing. He's had a lot of success, right? Two championships, 56 wins. And yeah. in, in some respects, this is a relationship you never really expected to come to an end. Like, they, you expected Kyle Busch to fulfill his career at Joe Gibbs Racing. That said, I, I think you can kind of look at it, really, these past few years Like something is missing from Kyle Busch. Something is missing from his team. And and there's been some changes with with crew chiefs or there's been other personnel changes. And it just doesn't seem like Kyle is to that level that he needs to be at. He's only won four races since 2020. So kind of knowing this, it feels like a change might be a good thing, a fresh start, like he said, and go to an organization where I think really is going to welcome him for who he is, let him be him, embrace it. I think in a lot of respects, this is a good thing for Kyle. And I think this is a great thing for RCR.
1: Well, when Richard Childress addressed all of you media there at the NASCAR hall of fame, I wonder how many of you actually dropped your jaw or maybe you expected it when he compared Kyle Bush to Dale Earnhardt senior.
6: Yeah. I mean, it's easy comparison to make. and, And I, I, I don't really like making it myself because I didn't cover Dale. I didn't know Dale and I knew about Dale obviously. So it's hard to make. And there are some similarities probably between Kyle and Dale and, and you can speak to that better than I could. So it, it makes sense. But I will say this: like Richard Chiller's racing is about racers. Like That's the quote unquote racers mentality racing. First, we get it down and greedy. You can say a lot of things about Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush, good or bad. At the end of the day, he is a racer, though. He is somebody who is not afraid to get dirt. He loves to go to the local tracks and race, whether it's with his son or himself. Like, he just fits in very well at, at RCR. And I do think, while this relationship has the potential to go sideways, um, there are some big personalities involved here. Um, I think it's going to be okay. Richard is good at about managing these big personalities and, and good at managing these kind of drivers. I think as long as the equipment meets Bush's standards and he feels like he can go out there and win races and maybe contend for a championship. I think this could do very well for both of them.
1: You worry, you say that this could go sideways because of the big personalities yet, as you just said, Jordan, if there's, if there's a car owner that can handle big personalities because he handled the biggest one in the history and that's Dale senior, what 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 do you think some of the some of the alerts or the caution flags that we should look out for
6: to me the, the biggest thing is if next year rcr isn't to the level they're at now and this year they've been really really good tyler reddick's got two wins he could honestly probably have had four or five wins this year they're very competitive consistently but next year with this car bigger teams the the jgrs hendricks the penskys are going to have a full off season with this car to develop and push and prod and find the little nuances that separate the bigger teams from the middle-sized teams. And there's a a worry or concern. And it's realistic that RCR won't be able to keep pace with that. And if next year or a year, two years from now, RCR isn't winning races or capable of winning races, how is Kyle Busch going to handle that? And then how is RCR going to address that? Because the only way to properly address that is to give Kyle Bush faster cars, but they may not be able to. So it's a conundrum and it's kind of a hypothetical in some sense, but it's also a very realistic scenario because Kyle Bush wants to win. He's not going to an organization to rebuild, uh, or, you know, or like Brad Keselowski is, or going somewhere new to start from the ground up, kind of like Tony Stewart did in a way. He's going somewhere where it's kind of a turnkey, where he wants to go, feels like he can hop in. And go win. And if you can't do that, we know how Kyle is when that happens.
1: Well, you know, not to get too far out in the weeds, Jordan, but there was a subtle change as far as the bow tie brigade is concerned just a couple of years ago. And Andy Petrie was the one that carried the flag about it. And that's in sharing engineering, sharing information uh, and, and, you know, pretty much, combining Hendrick Motorsports and, and track house and Richard Childress racing. So that leads me to wonder, do you believe that maybe Jim Campbell is going to be the cat wrangler in this deal? (laughs) Um, I think
6: it would be behoove Chevrolet to be that kind of, uh, have that kind of role. And I think Toyota did that very, very well when they were with, or they still are with Joe Gibbs racing and Kyle Busch, and they were always involved. I think it's good to have somebody like that. If Jim is up to it, then I think it's a good thing. And we'll see. If this is going to be a challenge and it's going to be interesting to see how this works. And I think you make another, you kind of raise another good point, which is at Joe Gibbs Racing, you always knew that Kyle Busch and that team was a priority, number one priority, right? I don't think, I think you can't say the same thing about Chevrolet. I mean, they've got all of Hendrick Motorsports, they've got Trackhouse how does Richard Childress racing fit in in all of that? They certainly aren't going to be number one by themselves if they're number one at all.
1: I think when you and I were filling in one day, I actually projected, wouldn't it be ironic if because Toyota poached Tyler Reddick from Chevrolet and from Richard Childress, if Richard Childress repaid the action by poaching Kyle Bush. Funny how just conversation can become reality. It is. I mean, in a way, it's, it it feels like a trade could
6: happen. And You know, like, hey, we'll give you Kyle Busch, you take Tyler Reddick, and we all move on, or Mary Wade. And I think that honestly was one of the big takeaways from today was about this. Like, we already knew the Kyle Busch piece, right? Like, we all we knew. And to me, it's now what happens with Tyler Reddick and how does RCR make this work? They are adamant today. Like, hey, we're gonna have three full-time charter teams next year, and Tyler's gonna drive one of those cars. Okay, that's all well and good, but then you got to go pay for a charter or lease a charter. You got to hire personnel, you got to bring in resources, equipment, everything else. Plus, you got to pay Cowboys a salary. Plus, you still got to pay Reddick. We're talking about a lot of money here. Is Richard Childers Racing in a position to commit that kind of money towards three cars? I don't know. I don't know their books, but from the outside, it seems like it would be better off for RCR financially and better for Reddick. Uh, for his career and better for Toyota and 2311 racing. If they all just came together and said, Hey, let's figure this out one way or another. And because there is Reddit going back to RCR next year feels like a zero win scenario.
1: A little bit later, I'm going to be visiting with your Fox peer, uh, Bob Pachris. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the timeline, but you mentioned Reddick and I, and I want to look forward to 2023, as it applies to the entire NASCAR community, because I think this has a ripple effect. It isn't a giant boulder thrown into the NASCAR Lake, but it's one of sufficient skip that is going to have ripples across the industry. Don't you think?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, now you're taking a a title contender, an annual title contender in Kyle Busch, and you're putting them over on a team that hasn't won a championship since 1994 and realistically hasn't challenged for a title since 2000. Oh, man, what was it? 10, 11, 12. something you know, with, with Kevin Harvard, t- 2013. So, I mean, instantly that should elevate RCR up. And I, that is a good thing for the sport. I mean, this is a legacy team, Hall of Fame owner. Um, there's a lot of brand identity with that team. So that that is a good thing. And it puts in a lot of dynamics for next year. Right. All of a sudden, Ty Gibbs is out of the equation. I mean, he theoretically I shouldn't say theoretically he more than likely is going to be Kyle Busch's successor at, at Joe Gibbs racing dry, you know, taking his spot. So that takes away a dynamic young driver and the Toyota side of things. Well, Martin Truex Jr.'s contracts up in a year. We just went through whether he was going to retire or not retire. I don't think he's going to be back for 24. It seems like next year is going to be it for him. Who replaces him? Because all of a sudden that becomes the next story to follow, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's all of these different dominoes that kind of, you you look at and there's no ready-made prospect in the Toyota developmental ranks, and you say that's a kid who's ready for the Cup Series. They don't have that yet, so that that's something that kind of falls out of this that you start looking at, going okay, because if Kyle re-signs with Joe Gibbs Racing, Ty Gibbs probably stays in the Xfinity Series, and then he replaces Truex. Well, that scenario is out the window now.
1: So we know what we know. What is it that we don't know that are going to become? You know some of the stories that you and others will be bird dogging as we go through the playoffs here.
6: When it, it, pertaining to Kyle Busch, when did it be, when did it become known to him that he wasn't going to return to back to Joe Gibbs Racing? Um, I've been asking him that question really for the last month and change, and I know others have as well. And every week it's the same thing. Have you has Joe Gibbs told you anything? And the answer was no. Well, I, I, well,
1: wait a minute, though. It started with Ask Joe Gibbs. Yeah,
6: it did start with Ask Joe Gibbs, and then it was a no. So, like, when did it become very apparent to Kyle, like, that it wasn't an option? And was that conveyed to him directly? Like, hey, this isn't happening. You need to look somewhere else. Or, hey, sorry, we don't have a spot here for you. Like, when did that conversation happen? Or it may have been a thing of, like, Kyle re- realizing on his own and reading the room and saying, hey, this isn't going to work. It's pretty obvious. They don't need to tell me this. I'm going to go and, and figure out my own destiny here. And then the other question is, like, throughout this process, you and I've talked about this on the air, is there was a lot of other teams in play. How close did he come to a deal with one of those other teams? And at any point, was it was he far down the road? Uh, how, how far down the road was he?
1: Well, and then the elephant in the room and look, you, you professionals that go at it like a like a pit bull with a with a piece of meat is did he take a pay cut? If he took a pay cut, how much of a pay cut? And oh, by the way, what does that portend down the road? Are we seeing a readjustment of what teams are willing to pay top flight drivers?
6: That, that's a really good point. I'm, we're always curious about what everybody makes. And I kind of heard the number for what. Joe Gibbs racing maybe offered him or what Kyle Busch was looking for. Um, my understanding is that he got a pretty sweet deal at Richard Childress racing. I, I don't know the number. I don't even really know the, the range, So I don't feel comfortable saying that. Um, but I feels like he got a pretty sweet deal there. And I think it's important to note as NASCAR goes to this next TV deal, that's going to kick in in 25 and negotiations are going to start next year in earnest. Um, the expectation is that, that money should be going up and then that will trickle down to the teams. will have more money. And then maybe they will be able to spend more money on drivers' salaries, which a lot of drivers would be very happy about because there has been a market correction over the last five or six years, where a lot of veteran drivers, big names, have had to take pay cuts or have been squeezed out altogether because they weren't. There was just economically didn't make sense for them to stick around anymore at the salaries they were making. Um, we'll see. This this could be the first though, where like, hey, Kyle Bush got a big deal, and other drivers who are coming up, Kyle Larson's a free agent next year. Um, you know, maybe they are in line for a a big, uh, a big pay raise themselves.
1: This did happen very, very quickly, according to your sources, right?
6: Yeah. I mean, the conversations between RCR and Kyle started back in mid July, um, but really heated up over the last couple of weeks and really over the last week or so was really when it intensified and it became pretty apparent that this was, it was down to to RCR and, and another team. And, At that at that point, Kyle had to kind of make a decision, and he chose job security, multi-year deal over a one-year deal, possibly longer term at a different organization.
1: And now he has an option contract with Richard Childress Racing for his son, Braxton. (laughs) Always got to bring the family, and you know that
6: absolutely. I mean, that was it's. it's I mean, it sounds cheesy, but like that Kyle always said, like, "Hey, I always envision myself racing alongside my son at Kyle Busch Motorsports, you know, under the Toyota banner." that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. That was a smart move. Like, it's kind of cheesy and it's kind of like playing to the crowd a little bit, but that's a really good move by RC to say, hey, Brexton, here's a lifetime contract. Like, make everybody feel welcome,
1: right? Listen, I, I appreciate on a very, very busy day you carving out some time. Looking forward to an opportunity to meet with you and uh, be co-host, substitute co-host again down the road on Sirius XM. But in the meantime, I'm also going to look forward to tapping into your knowledge periodically here inside the wind tunnel. Thanks so much, Jordan.
6: Always a pleasure, Jack. Anytime. Thank you so much.
1: So what impact does this Kyle Busch announcement to Chevrolet and RCR have on the weekly short track scene in a special edition of the Advanced Auto Parts Victory Lab? We'll check in and explore that question with PRN's At The Track, Lenny Baticki, after this timeout.
7: Hey car lovers. At Advance Auto Parts, we have what you need to keep your car running all season long. So if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride, Advance Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap. Because you can trust the team at Advance Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price. Stop by Advance Auto Parts where you're always number 1. This is how
3: we Advance Man, this is for all those
2: guys. Uh, There's a ton of them out there that, that are like me, that have won here and all these great short tracks around here. We can do it, we just need the opportunities. Today proved it. Yeah, it's a short track, but it's still
3: damn hard to win here, and we did
0: it. They are hometown heroes, drivers who put their passion on the line in front of their friends.
3: Here we go, three wide, got Sellers up in the marble. Halfway home in this one. Off turn four, he heads for the checkered flag. Here comes
0: Riggs. Riggs is back at it on the inside. Jennerstown was pretty big on
7: Saturday, but it was all to get him ready for this moment. The battle at Berlin 250, he's talked about what it would mean to him to win a huge race like this at his home track, and now he's half a lap away from doing just that. Buckle up
0: and hold on tight. Time now to focus the spotlight on hometown heroes with this week's Advance Auto Parts Victory Lap, brought to you by the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts weekly racing series driving local racing in local communities forward
2: obviously there there was an announcement today uh with rcr and Kyle bush and uh, kbm has not been a part of that yet although we are still working on all that sort of stuff with uh general motors and chevrolet so um cowbush motorsports intends to compete in the truck series as a chevrolet branded team next year whether that's two three four entries we're not quite certain on that yet but we're working through through those details as we can right now. And, uh, hopefully again, we, we can have an announcement on that here shortly.
1: So as I said, at the top of the show, we were going to take a very special victory lap and focus on basically the future of KBM motorsports and where it fits and how aspiring drivers on the advanced auto parts, NASCAR weekly racing series might be looking at the newly construed and Chevrolet related, kyle bush motorsports i can't think of a better guy to have this discussion with than the host of prns at the track on the performance racing network our buddy lenny baticki lenny uh, we all were not necessarily surprised but we we all knew that the one question mark that was not answered and you heard kyle bush as we opened up saying that he intends to run chevrolets but he said whether it's two three or four trucks He's not at the, at the present time able to make that announcement. So short trackers that looked at Kyle Busch, Venturini Motorsports, Keith Coons Motorsports as their feeder systems to break away from the Saturday night bull rings to make it to the big time. How do you think they're going to react to all of this?
0: Well, Chevrolet has been you know slowly, quietly coming along with their drivers. Katie Hedinger. William Swalich, the two that come right to mind. And those two kids, I know, have others around them, but I think they're the ones that are going to immediately be impacted and benefit because both of them have extraordinary talents and they are already winning races at the grassroots level. They're already part of team Chevrolet and they are on the doorstep pretty much like you would see some of these young Toyota drivers, Sammy Smith, Buddy Cofoid over on the Toyota side that, you know, Kyle would have had in, in their vehicles as they went forward. I think Hedinger and Swalich are the two that have won the most.
1: One of the topics of discussion, and I had David Wilson, the the head of TRD, on a previous episode, and we talked a lot about TRD's approach to driver development. I'm hearing from you that maybe, quite maybe, uh, the addition of KBM to what Jim Campbell and Chevrolet has slowly been attempting to do may accelerate them into trying to replicate Toyota racing drivers' development issues.
0: You know, there's no uh, reinventing the wheel. You just uh, follow the leader, get in that draft, and go to the front. So uh, I think um, one of the guys to watch is not on the track at all. Lauren Rainier. Lauren Rainier has been a uh, talent scout for a number of years, and he shifted over to Chevrolet. He's got Hediger as well as Swalich under his tutelage. And he has been helping them along. I think what he, he and his moves with these young drivers to help Chevrolet, it's a perfect fit to uh, go up there to RCR and, uh, you know, have the big bow tie as a well, you know, with Kyle Busch and have it go over to KBM in Mooresville. Going to be some good stuff. Some good young drivers are going to benefit. And now that there is two solid avenues to go, where, where's Ford? We need you. <laughs> Time to push the Ford button more.
1: You, you mentioned – Lauren Renier who traces his background back to the glory days of Cale Yarborough and the Hardy's 28 I had the great opportunity to work with his dad the late great Harry Renier and and watch basically Lauren grow up and you're right he has a very good and keen eye on talent but now let's switch gears over and am I reading too much into this we have seen junior motorsports and Dale and Kelly Earnhardt Miller and and and, and that group along with Rick Hendrick really bring a lot of drivers along and one of the things we spend so much time on the Xfinity side is they have a very effective late model program as well do you see some cross-pollination taking place between KBM and Dale Jr.'s JR Motorsports in the future
0: yeah I, I think the the Chevrolets of the world have to throw a much broader net into the late model world so that they can you know Kind of fish out, if you will, which drivers are going to be able to make it the move up to K and N, up to Truck Series, and eventually up to the uh, Cup Series. And you just having Junior Motorsports as one location, you know, sometimes drivers just don't fit personality-wise. And as good as Kelly and you know Wyatt and uh, all them, I mean, uh, you know, uh, LW are over there at K at. Junior Motorsports, sometimes the chemistry just doesn't work, and you lose a driver over to the other side. Now, between the two, whoever fits right on either side will give Chevrolet a broader footprint to be able to choose more drivers there and then be able to have a bigger field to choose from when they want to move them up to KN and and up to truck. It should be very good for anybody that likes bow ties. This was a good day for you.
1: And, and let's not forget Maury Gallagher and the great crew down there and what they've done over on the truck series. I find it very hard not to imagine that there's been like so much added muscle with this announcement. We, of course, will have to wait and see just how it unfolds, because those were some of the dangling issues that were not resolved with the press meeting about him moving to Richard Childress. So now let's let, switch. let, me,
0: you, let, let me throw one other angle. Excuse me. Uh, as a, as a seven year vice president of Richard Childress Racing, from when we won at Daytona to when we lost Dale. A lot of conversations about Kyle Bush feels like Dale Earnhardt. When I saw that first noted, I went, you know what? It does. He has that, that heart that Dale would have loved to have seen and raced. And uh, I think he would be approving of this. And I know the old guard RCR guys. We love somebody with swagger, and Kyle Busch has swagger. We can't wait to see him win for RCR and Richard and that whole family.
1: Yeah, when I visited with Jordan Bianchi and Bob and we carried some of Richard Childress's uh, observations. The Earnhardt connection, the only thing that would have made it more fitting, but then he would have, well, had disappointment from his grandson, was if all of a sudden Kyle Busch was going to wheel the number three. But that remains down the road. Who knows Uh, As it applies to that. The question mark, though, is what does this do to Toyota's efforts in driver development? That that was a very critical element. KBM was an important cog in the wheel that, you know, basically Toyota came up with conceived of. And now everybody is trying to usher drivers from age 13 on all the way up to the big time.
0: You mentioned Keith Koontz before, you know, Venturini. They're still there and they've still got the uh, that pipeline. It just doesn't have KBM that, up there. But there's plenty of places for Toyota drivers to make the steps up from the original ranks that they are, they're found in to be able to keep stepping up. And somebody will uh, pan out to be able to take these Toyota drivers when it's time for them to go into the truck series and Xfinity. I'm not worried about Toyota. They've uh, long been ready for the pipeline and now they'll just make this adjustment and go on. What it's better for is the, it broadens the opportunity for young drivers to go Toyota or Chevrolet now, and that's better for all of us.
1: No question. More is indeed always better. Lenny, it's always a pleasure. We appreciate your contributions, not only to here on Wind Tunnel, but most importantly, to the short track racing community. Uh, Any fans of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even midweek racing on a short track needs to tune in to your show, PRNs at the track. How can they and where and when? PRN's at the track on Twitter. We'll
0: keep you updated with the grassroots racing information, 24-7, 365, and our show's available at goprn.com.
1: That's Lenny Baticki, who is a big-time friend of the show, and I couldn't think of anybody better to weigh in on what this Kyle Busch announcement means to the short track industry
0: you've been listening to the Advanced Auto Parts Victory Lab, brought to you by the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series, driving local racing in local
1: communities forward. After the break, Bob Pockris from NASCAR on Fox will drop by, and he and I will continue an examination of the big news in NASCAR, quite possibly the second biggest story in several decades. As we continue here, and wind on it.
7: Hey car lovers, at Advance Auto Parts we have what you need to keep your car running all season long. So if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride, Advance Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap. Because you can trust the team at Advance Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price. Stop by Advance Auto Parts, where you're always number one. This is how we advance.
2: The last few months have been nothing but stressful, uh, I'll admit. And it's been 15 years since I've had to make a decision quite like this, but 15 years ago, it was just me. Um, you know, I, I didn't have a family. I didn't have a, a wife and a son and a daughter and a, and a race team around me that I had to worry about. It was just what I needed to do. So this process took a lot longer than I expected to, but this is one of the most important decisions
0: of my life. Um, and I definitely couldn't rush through it. Here's your wind tunnel host, Jack Arup.
1: Well, those are the thoughts of Kyle Bush when he made the announcement at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I'm joined now by nascar on fox's insider if you want someone to bird dog a story and in this case he was on top of it along with my other guest jordan bianchi it's bob Pockris. and bob can you give me a first of all thanks for taking some time out of a very busy schedule but can you give me a little bit of a timeline of how this all went down
5: (laughs) i think you you know there's that uh the intimidator roller coaster uh in, in this area, I think, uh, I think it'd be like writing that. I, you know, one week it seems like they're going to, he's going to stay at Joe Gibbs. And then maybe two or three weeks later, uh, maybe he's going to college uh, a week ago today. If you asked me where he was going, I probably was a 23, 11, uh, you know, just kind of like, you know, asking for a gut feel, not that I knew not, but just, you know, kind of where the tea leaves we were kind of telling us. So, it's, it's been all over the place. And I think that's one of the things that Kyle w- was was alluding to. It wasn't like there was, you know, that he's been working towards Richard Childress racing for the last three months. There's been all sorts of different talks, all sorts of different upper, you know, things on the table. And I think when he looked at it, he wanted somewhat of a long-term, sounds like he got at least three years and he wanted a place where he can win. And when you look at what Richard Childress Racing has done in the last two two to three months, is they've won. So that that, that answered that question, too.
1: Well, I go back to uh, some time I spent filling in for Dave Moody on Sirius XM Speedway when the Tyler Reddick brouhaha began to uh, get underneath Richard Childress's collar. And I said, hell hath no fury, like a guy that uh, is very... The treasures loyalty and with the announcement that Tyler Reddick had been, let's face it, Bob, had been poached by Toyota. And yet now we've got Kyle Busch, a former Toyota driver, teaming up not only with Austin Dillon, but also at least for one year with Kyle Busch. What do you make of this marriage? (laughs)
5: <laughs> I'm not sure that that story, that this story is over yet. Uh, I know Richard children said they're going to work on a third car and get a, get a third charter, but there weren't many details. Right. And so I think, you know, he's under contract to give Reddick a car right now for next year. I, I'm i still kind of waiting to see how this plays out. Would not be surprised at all. If some, if he still works to see if somebody is willing to buy Tyler out and, and, you know, and, and Tyler can move on. And whether that's 2311 or somewhere else, I'm sure Richard will be listening because, look, Richard's going to have to pay Kyle Busch something. Right. So <laughs> he may just be uh, he just might be trying to get the biggest check he can. You know, and then again, you know, and then if it doesn't work out, he'll try to figure out a way to put Tyler Reddick in a, in a charter car.
1: Well, as you said, we, we know it's a multi-year deal. We know that his son, Brexton, now has an option down the road. But what we really don't know yet, and maybe you have been able to ferret it out, is at least in loose terms, what the financial arrangements are.
5: I haven't gotten a good vibe on it yet. I mean, it's obviously not as much as he was making at Gibbs. I think he, he said that a few, uh, you know, last month or even the month before, that he knew he was going to have to take a pay cut. He was probably one of the drivers who was making was making still making eight figures a year i'd be surprised if uh i mean i no way base i would imagine would be eight figures now with incentives on wins and championships possibly could get him up there but uh the other the other thing that's interesting in this deal jack and, and this you might have some big interest in this is that he does have the ability to run the indy 500 in this deal and just being a chevrolet team you know uh, how much would you pay Kyle Bush to run the Indy 500 for you? Now, that could be that could be pretty significant money, I would think.
1: Well, not only that, I think it would be significant in terms of bringing the Bow Brigade, the OEM itself, to the financial party and be able to, uh, you know, being being able to take a creative accounting process to it. So uh, I think you're definitely onto something there. I wonder. Toyota has always been up front about their support with Toyota racing development all the way through the pipeline, be it Keith Coons Motorsports, be be it Venturini and the Arca series, but everything ended up at JGR. Well, when you look at Chevrolet, it's Hendrick Motorsports has to be the alpha dog here. Richard Childress starting to show an awful lot of muscle, but how much do you think General Motors and RC and uh, RC alluded to the support that he received, but do your sources say that it was substantial financial support?
5: Um, I mean, I think it's as substantial as Chevrolet gets. I don't think it's as substantial as Toyota. Uh, look, uh, you know, if you look at the Chevrolet teams, you, you got to figure track house is number two almost right now. Right. Uh, behind, and so, you know, where does RCR rank? The thing is, is that Chevrolet has built a new facility, here um in the in the you know near the race shops here in north carolina uh kyle seemed to be impressed with what he saw there you know the, so so, the, so they're making some investment whether i don't whether it's as much you know just writing a check not sure but i think that it looks like that they're putting some money into making sure that they have the tools they need to win championships and i think that's what uh that's what made kyle's decision um made him feel better about the decision now. they, I think they will also so help support his truck team, but obviously not to the extent that Toyota did. Uh, Toyota obviously leveraged a bunch of sponsors to be able to go over there and support KBM.
1: Yeah, he did come out and say that he intends to run a Chevrolet Silverado in the truck series, but he did not commit to whether it was going to be two drivers, three drivers, what have you. Now, let's go to the other side of this conversation. It, it certainly isn't a case where, Joe Gibbs Racing has been left with a bare cupboard. But by the same token, how does this possibly change the thought process as it applies to the roster of drivers for not only JGR, but 2311?
5: Well, I think, uh, you know, for JGR, they, they kept saying they want Ty Gibbs to do a second year in the Xfinity Series. He's won, what, uh, five times already this year. Uh, a lot of people feel with this next gen car that it help he'd be better off just going to cup because everybody is still learning it. So, you know, I think they, the, the newness of the next gen, his, uh, his abilities they shown in the X-Men series, his ability filling in at 2311 has made them feel confident that he'll be fine uh, replacing Kyle Bush. So what happens at 2311? I think that remains to be seen. Does Kurt Bush come back? You know, they keep saying, you know, it's, it's his ride until he says not. And he hasn't said no yet. Uh, if he does say no, I would expect them to make a push for Tyler Reddick, and if they can't get Tyler Reddick, then I think you have John Hunter Nemechek there, right? John Hunter Nemechek and Corey Heim are kind of the two KBM drivers who'll be left in limbo, looking for rides, and so I believe that John Hunter Nemechek would be on that list for 2311 as well.
1: Bob, we appreciate your input on this uh, this worst kept secret in all of America for the last week or so. And uh, we wish you nothing but the very best because you are the go-to guy when it comes to the insider information that we all live off of within the the soap opera that is NASCAR. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jack.
7: Hey, car lovers. At Advance Auto Parts, we have what you need to keep your car running all season long. So if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride, Advance Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap. Because you can trust the team at Advance Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price. Stop by Advance Auto Parts, where you're always number one.
3: This is how we advance.
1: Well, that puts a lid on this week's episode. I want to thank my guest, Bob for nascar on fox jordan bianchi from the athletic and of course lenny Baticki, host of TRN's at the track as i said at the beginning of this episode there are still a lot of questions regarding kyle bush's new alliance with richard childress but i promise you that we will try to stay on top of any developments that come down the pipe please make sure you check back in next week when we will celebrate Will Power's IndyCar Championship as well as Christian Lundgaard's Rookie of the Year honors on a special IndyCar Champion celebration right here on Wind Tunnel. Until then, I'm Jack Aroot. Thanks so much for stopping by. You've been listening to
0: Jack Aroot's Wind Tunnel. Wind Tunnel is brought to you by Advance Auto Parts, the official auto parts retailer of NASCAR follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And be sure to subscribe to Wind Tunnel's YouTube channel, where you'll discover bonus content. I'm Lenny Baticki of Performance Racing Networks at The Track Show, saying thank you for joining us today. See you again
6: next week.